Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to the Theory to Action podcast and to another, in fact, a super special Catholic Corner segment. And let's kick off this super special segment with a quote. We end this opinion where we began. Abortion presents a profound moral question. The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Roe and Casey aggregated that authority. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives. The judgment of the Fifth Circuit is reversed, and the case is remanded for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. It is so ordered. End of quote. And with those words... From the Supreme Court on Friday with Justice Samuel Alito writing for the majority in the Dobbs case, Roe versus Wade was overturned. This is something I never thought I would see in my lifetime. In fact, it's been around for my whole lifetime. I was born in 1974. This historic decision overturned one of the worst judicial decisions in the history of the court, which is Roe versus Wade. For more than 49 years, the culture of death celebrated this lethal mistake. This mistake harmed and wounded the nation and the Supreme Court. It was so severe that it ranks up there with the other horrific decisions of the court, namely Dred Scott in 1857, and Plessy v. Ferguson in 1896. Respectively, the constitutionality of slavery and racial segregated public facilities. So this past Friday ended Roe v. Wade. It ended that bloody and evil chapter in our nation's history. And praise be Jesus Christ for that. Now, the democratic process will start again after being paused in 1973 with this terrible ruling that was just overruled. And America's elected representatives in each of the 50 states will debate what policies and laws they want to live under in their respective states. That's how it should be. That is how it should be. We would do well to study federalism in our government and civics classes these days, if they're taught at all anymore, which I don't know. But this Friday was a major victory for liberty. It was a major victory for liberty because it restores that democratic process that was hijacked for 49 years. It's a major victory for expectant mothers who were often pressured into having abortions against their will by men 
lacking virtue. It was a major victory for doctors and nurses who, by large measures, don't want to participate in the procedures themselves. And it is a huge, huge major victory for the babies and for a baby's liberty, most importantly, a baby's liberty. Some 2,800 babies each day for the last 48 plus years, 49 years, since Roe was decided, have been killed before even breathing their first breath. 2,800 babies each day. That's a 9-11 every day. It's a September 11th every day. Those of us that were alive that day and witnessed and experienced that amount of death in one day, it was just horrific. That day was a deeply mournful and deeply sad day, sad week, sad month, and even years. Now translate those emotions to what we have with abortion in this country and the fact that it was a 9-11 every day. It's incomprehensible. It's extremely destructive. In fact, it's truly, it's diabolical. Estimates say some 63 million babies were aborted in that time frame. And on June 24th, this culture of death lost a major battle. And that's what it really was. A culture that celebrates death. So on June 24th, the culture of life won a major victory. Let me go back to this exceptional opinion written by Justice Alito. Quote, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. And far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. End of quote. Yes, it was. Roe was a terrible decision from the start just based on the law. Even the most liberal-minded of folks, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, knew this fact, saying, in fact, quote, my criticism of Roe is that it seemed to have stopped the momentum on the side of change, Ginsburg said implying she would have wanted a more gradual change of abortion rights being secured through state legislatures and elected representatives. Well, amen. This is the way our country is supposed to work. Like we talked about before, if you want to change the law in your country or in your state, you mobilize friends, your neighbors, your tribe, your believers in your cause. You make the case and convince enough of your fellow citizens to make that same change and that happens in state legislatures not in the supreme court let's go back to the opinion quote roe was on a collision course with the constitution from the day it was decided 
Casey perpetuated its heirs, and those heirs do not concern some arcane corner of the law of little importance to the American people. Rather, wielding nothing but, quote, raw judicial power, the court usurped the power to address a question of profound moral and social importance that the Constitution unequivocally leaves for the people. Let's continue. Quote, we do not pretend to know how our political system or society will respond to today's decision overruling Roe and Casey. And even if we could foresee what will happen, we would have no authority to let that knowledge influence our decision. We can only do our job, which is to interpret the law, apply long-standing principles of stare decisis, and decide this case accordingly. We therefore hold that the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion, and Roe and Casey must be overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion must be returned to the people and their elected representatives. End of quote. Amen. Thank you, Justice Alito, for an extremely well-thought-out and well-written opinion. And I want to thank and salute three giants in the pro-life movement that never gave up. Since 1973, they never gave up. St. John Paul II, who has continued, even past his death, to lead with his writings and his thoughts, end of abortion throughout the whole world, former Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia, and current Justice Clarence Thomas. Without these men who led the fight in law and in culture, when it wasn't popular or convenient, we want to salute them and offer our gratitude. In the law, Thomas and Scalia were remarkable in their dissents in the 1992 Casey decision when Roe versus Wade actually should have been overturned. If you read that case, you understand that literally the court was there. The court was prepared to overturn it, and they did not. And that's a shame. Thomas and Scalia wrote incredible dissents in that case. Now I would urge you to read them both. And St. John Paul II, who has been, who was inflinching in his comment to witness to truth that abortion is murder no matter the circumstances. They deserve our gratitude. And finally, let me not forget the millions and millions of Americans who marched millions and millions of primarily young Americans who marched, peacefully protested, raised money, got down on their hands and knees to pray day in and day out, who spent endless hours in Eucharistic adoration, who fasted from certain foods, who sent donations, who lobbied legislatures, and most importantly, who voted in elections for nearly five decades, all that sacrifice was worth it. It was all worth it. So in today's Catholic corner, Deo gracias. Thanks be to God. Let us give thanks to God for his grace to shine upon our country and its leaders, 
for this scourge to be lifted from the American people. The overturning of Roe versus Wade and Casey versus Planned Parenthood as a major victory in the culture of life and for liberty. And many babies will be safer for it. Let me close with the words of the late Justice Antonin Scalia, from which so much is owed. His dissent in the Casey decision was spot on in 1992. Quote, There is a poignant aspect to today's opinion. He's speaking, he's writing in the dissent in 1992. Its length and what might be called its epic tone suggests that its authors believe they are bringing to end a troublesome era in the history of our nation and of the court. It is the dimension of authority, they say, to call the contending sides of natural national controversy to their to end their national division by accepting a common mandate rooted in the Constitution. He goes on, there comes vividly to mind a portrait of Emmanuel Lao that hangs in the Harvard Law School. The portrait is of Roger Brooke Taney, painted in 1859, the 82nd year of his life and the 24th of his chief justiceship, the second after his opinion in Dred Scott. He is in black, sitting in a shadowed red chair, left hand resting upon a pad of paper in his lap, right hand hanging limply, almost lifelessly, beside the inner arm of the chair. He sits facing the viewer, staring straight out. There seems to be on his face and his deep-set eyes an expression of profound sadness and disillusionment. Perhaps he is, perhaps he always looked that way, even when dwelling upon the happiest of thoughts. But those of us but those of us who know how the luster of his great chief justiceship came to be eclipsed by Dred Scott cannot help believing that he had that case and its already apparent consequences for the court and its soon to be played out consequences for the nation burning in his mind. I expect that two years earlier he too thought he had committed himself calling the contending sides of national controversy to their end and to end their national division by accepting a common mandate rooted in the Constitution. It is no more realistic for us today, in this case, than it was for him and that, to think that an issue of this sort They both involved an issue involving life and death, freedom and subjugation, can be speedily and finally settled by the Supreme Court. As President James Buchanan in his inaugural address said, the issue of slavery in the territories would be, quite to the contrary, by foreclosing all democratic outlet for the deep passions this issue arises, by banishing the issue from the political forum that gives all participants, even the losers, the satisfaction of a fair hearing and an honest fight by continuing the imposition of a rigid national role. Instead of allowing for regional differences, the court merely prolongs and intensifies 
the anguish. Justice Scalia closes in his Casey descent with the most fitting of words. We should get out of this area where we have no right to be and where we do neither ourselves nor the country any good by remaining. End of quote. Thank you, Justice Scalia, for these brilliant words in 1992. And I know, good sir, that you are smiling down on us in heaven, surrounded by those 63 million innocent babies that were aborted over the last 49 years under a very, very bad law. And you are smiling, sir, because your former court, the Supreme Court, finally, finally did just that. They got out of that area where they had no right to be and where they did neither ourselves nor the country any good by remaining. Amen. With this major defeat in the culture of death and in this Catholic corner, let us renew our efforts today to build a culture of life and let us begin to renew that culture of life within ourselves because we know this is not a political or judicial battle, even though there are political and judicial battles to be fought. But it is primarily, in the very end, a spiritual battle. And as St. Paul reminds us, let us continue to fight the good fight. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com where we have everything we discussed in this podcast as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually 69 pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.